Welcome to the Nieces Nugs Podcast. What's up, friends? Welcome back to Nieces Nugs Podcast, episode 22. We are rolling today with an episode on travel planning honeymoon style. Now, I'm going to focus in on how do you plan a honeymoon and what are some of the questions you need to specifically ask when travel planning for honeymoon. But I think this podcast will be helpful for any of you going on a trip and thinking about how do I go about answering some of the questions that need to be addressed before I go and plan this trip. Now, you know that I believe in travel and I believe in vacation. I also believe in helping others enjoy both of those. And I work with couples quite regularly, especially college students or recent college grads, and just trying to provide the help that I have learned along the way. And so this episode is really going to be a walkthrough of some of that as I've had some students and some graduates reach out to me and go say, you know what, tell us how you work through the process. Now I'm in the process with another couple right now. don't want to get too detailed about their trip, but they plan their trip. And immediately when they told me, I was like, oh, cringe worthy because they made decisions for other people rather than themselves. And we're going to talk about this in just a second. But whether you're going to Hawaii or Hilton Head or Cancun or Jamaica, or maybe on a cruise or maybe going to the mountains, how do you work through what your honeymoon looks like? Or how do you help others work through what their honeymoon should look like? Now, I am not hating when I say this, but I'm quite aware that the possibility of what I'm about to say could upset two professions. But I'm going to, I'll explain, but the reality is no one needs to get upset. Here's, here's what I want to tell you is travel agents are like realtors. There was a period of time where everyone got into the travel agent business and they really didn't know what they were doing and they really didn't know how to help you. They just worked through a formula to kind of send people where they were to go. And realtors, for the much most part, I feel like operate the same way. There's very few realtors who are worth their weight in gold. But the good thing is a travel agent who's good and a realtor who's good can really help you save money and have you great experience. But I think there's just the market is oversaturated with both of them. And so what happens is for, for many of us, we go to a person who gets recommended to us who's maybe doing it as a side gig or they're trying to figure out what it looks like. And they're really not doing it out of a service mindset or even have the knowledge themselves from traveling to kind of help you. And so I'm not hating when I say this. I'm just saying, be careful with who you go with. My honeymoon planning kind of actually led to me going on this journey of figuring out travel myself. Uh, We traveled a lot growing up, but it was in the vehicle, driving across the United States. Very rarely did we fly. Very rarely did we stay in hotels. We camped and we drove. And so really the the extent of my knowledge of booking travel experiences started coming along in college and even post-college. But it was on my honeymoon planning time that things got a little crazy because you see, I was planning a honeymoon back in 2009. Now the internet was there, obviously, smartphones were just coming on the scene. The iPhone had only been out a couple of years and was getting married in 2010 and trying to figure out how do I plan this honeymoon? And so I did 
what I feel like most people do. They, they go visit a travel agent, they go visit an office, and they pick up these brochures. Back then, there were these booklets of brochures of different resort companies like Sandals and Secrets Brand, AMS Resorts, and all these different brands of resorts. And, and really, when you sat down and talked to a travel agent, they really wanted to start pushing you to one of the resorts that they represented. There was a lot of deals back then with travel agents specifically pushing clients towards certain brand hotels. And it wasn't very far into a conversation that I realized this was happening with me as well. And so you had to be really careful. So I was kind of booking through three different, uh, we looked at a lot of different properties, but I narrowed it down to three different properties. I knew that I wanted to do something new. I knew that I wanted to go to an all-inclusive. I wanted to do something different in a beautiful location. And so I narrowed it down to three different properties flying into Cancun and worked with a travel agent and booked this resort in down in Playa del Carmen. Now, after I had booked, I've done all these hours of research and gone through these different books and different things, ended up on this one and I was ready to go and actually paid the, the initial deposit. And I came back about a month before our wedding and I called in to pay the final payment And the travel agent actually said, huh, it looks like we never paid the original deposit for your trip. Even though they had charged me, they hadn't applied it to the actual resort. They admitted it was their fault, but the resort that I had landed on and picked out was no longer available. And so immediately I go into panic mode thinking, where are we going to go? We're a month out. This is supposed to be amazing. Thankfully, Two of the other resorts that I had looked at were available. One of them was more expensive than what I had originally paid, but they gave it to me at the lower price because it was their fault. But here's what I'm going to say is even in that moment, I realized that if a travel agent isn't on top of their game, it could put you in a tough situation. So you have to kind of consider those things. I'm not saying don't go visit a travel agent when you're doing honeymoon planning, but here's what I would say. Before you go visit a travel agent, if you're going to do that and go that route, then you need to answer some of the questions that I'm going to go over today so you kind of have in your mind what you're looking for before you get swayed too much by what somebody else wants for your honeymoon. Now, let's talk about your honeymoon. It is your honeymoon. Oftentimes, couples make decisions about their honeymoon based on what other people want for them, what other people say, what other people think they should do, maybe another wedding in another country that they think they can go to as part of their honeymoon. Listen, your honeymoon is about you. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're helping other people navigate the honeymoon planning, make sure you encourage them. The honeymoon is about them. It is their decision where to go, what they do. The last thing that I recommend for a couple to do is make plans to attend another person's wedding or plans to do something that out of obligation rather than planning something that they've always wanted to do. You have one opportunity to hit your honeymoon. And I think you should take it. Now, listen, sometimes you need to push that down the road, but it needs to be planned. You need to make it a priority to have some sort of honeymoon, even if it's a weekend drive to a hotel at the beach or a hotel in the mountains or an Airbnb. You need to make a honeymoon a priority. That's one of my true core beliefs as I'm advising young couples is, hey, go spend some time alone, especially after the wedding season where everyone wants a piece of your time. Start your marriage in a good place, just the two of you enjoying each other. It's not someone else's honeymoon. 
it is yours. So what matters, David? What do you do with couples as you talk through how you plan a honeymoon? Well, I have three basic questions that I work through with couples. Now, obviously, these questions lead to other questions, but these three main questions kind of frame the conversation of what I feel like every couple needs to come to. And really, they apply to any trip you might plan, maybe any uh, anniversary trip, uh, maybe celebratory trip, maybe a birthday trip. These questions apply as well. So I think they're helpful for you no matter what. But as a honeymoon couple sets off to plan their honeymoon, listen, you got to work through these questions. Number first question is budget. Like, what is your budget? Is it flexible? We're going to talk about that. The second question is, what's your time domain? How long can you go for? What does it look like? When can you go? Some of those questions. What is the sacrifice that happens for time? And the third question that we navigate through is, what do you want to do? Some couples want to go on this epic journey. Some couples want to relax. It's okay either way. Maybe some couples want a bit of both. So those three things we're going to talk through today. What does it look like to answer these questions to then plan your honeymoon? The first question is budget. Hate to talk about money out of the gate, but listen, it matters. It's a reality. There is no escaping it. And so here's the question I ask. What is currently there and what do you expect to come in? What is your budget. Now, side note, I do not believe in going into debt just to go on a honeymoon because I think there are other options. There are alternatives to travel and vacations and things that will not put you into debt. Debt is not the answer. However, if we're smart, if we plan ahead, if we even start planning now, if we utilize gifts, maybe some certificates, maybe some donations, some different ways to be creative and pick up separate jobs, things like that, there will be money there. It doesn't matter how much it is. What is the budget? Because the budget determines so many other things. Like, are we flying? Are we driving? Can we go out of the country? Do we go to a regular hotel? Do we look for an Airbnb? Do we look for an all-inclusive property? Do we go on a cruise? Some of these questions come up with our budget because the budget determines what we can actually afford, and that's okay. But listen, what is that total number? And so when I sit down with a couple, I ask them, what's your total number? What is that number? Number, And what's the non-negotiable? And even then I even come back and say, okay, in an ideal world, where would you like to land? Because it's critical to start off in a good financial position. One couple I was recently talking with, I mean, they were talking about spending what I would say three times what I would recommend for the normal honeymoon. And I just told them, I don't think that's a smart idea. I don't think that's wise. You could go on three trips in your first year. You could book three anniversary trips right now. Do not spend that much money. So what's your budget? I think there's an appropriate amount to celebrate the honeymoon. And then what is there? And how can you find other opportunities to increase that budget? Whether it's taking a side job, whether it's using some sort of entrepreneurial spirit, or maybe some people, I even tell them this, that some people set up part of their wedding registry to get donations towards excursions or different activities at the resort if they're going on a honeymoon. So that's always an option too. So number one is budget. What is your budget? If you're doing a trip in general, what's your budget? Because the budget determines things. Do not go in debt because if you go in debt, you will rob from your future vacation by going into debt for your current vacation. Debt is not the answer. Creativity, savings, and planning are the answers. Number two question to ask is time. So what is your time domains? How long can you go for What are we looking at? Do you have to take time off work? Do you get a certain amount of vacation days? What is the expectations for each person in the relationship? Because someone might want to go for three weeks and the other person's like, I was thinking three days. 
what is the expectation for you guys to be gone and how long? And I think some of this even comes back to how long can you afford to go for? Like, will you miss income if you're gone? How much can you spend while you're away? Different things like that. Obviously, it's some budget related. If you can't go now, that's okay. But listen, if you can't go now, you need to do two things. One, put something on the calendar for the later on that you will go on that honeymoon and go ahead and book it before the wedding so it's non-negotiable. It is there. And then secondly is take three, two, three days after the wedding to just get away. You need to do this. You need to unwind and relax. You're going to be exhausted after the wedding. You need some time, just the two of you, to kind of unwind. And so I would say, look, if you want to go later, that's fine. Short-term trip now, plan a long-term trip later. For me, if I'm going to an all-inclusive and talking to honeymoon couples about all-inclusive, five to six nights is plenty for your honeymoon. I know that sounds like, oh, we can be gone longer. Of course you could be gone longer. But I'm telling couples, listen, the first day you're unwinding, you're relaxing, you're excited to be there. You're, you're just enjoying each other, enjoying the resort. But by day five or six, it's time to come home and start getting into the rhythm and even plan a day before you go back to work to just kind of get back into the swing of things at home. That's one of the things I talk through with couples as we're talking about the honeymoon is, hey, listen, if you got to go to work back at work on Monday and you're flying back in on Sunday night, that's a tough transition. So consider flying back on that Saturday, adjusting together as a couple, getting settled in the new place together on Sunday, and then going and attacking work on Monday. So five to six nights. But listen, I also tell people, if you even want to consider Europe or maybe consider some like Fiji or Hawaii or some far off place, seven to 10 days is a minimum because of the long flight, the adjustment, there's so much to see. You're not, it's not worth flying over for three to four days. You really need a week plus to go explore some of those places. And so what is your time domain? How much time do you have to, to go and be away without significantly affecting your income. The third question I ask couples is, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? I remember the first day on our honeymoon, we were really tired. We got up early, caught a flight, and we just sat by the pool. We ate. We enjoyed the sun. We enjoyed one another, and we just rested and relaxed. And we kind of got into the rhythm of being gone. And that some people want to do that for five, six days. For others of you, that's like, that's a nightmare scenario. And so for some of you, like, I want to do some activity things. You can do those through the resort. You can do those other places. Maybe you don't go to a resort. Maybe you go on an epic journey, like going to Hawaii. I've known a couple couples who have gone to Hawaii on a 10-day excursion, hopping from place to place on each island, snorkeling and, and hiking and doing different things. It's a great option. Or maybe it's backpacking through Europe or, or different activities. There's so many different things. But you as a couple need to talk through what do each of you want to do? And so because at the end of the day, both of you got to be on the same page with regard to that. Or maybe you want to go on a cruise. Maybe the actual room itself is not super important, but going from place to place to place and exploring different places is. And so there's different ways of attacking this question of what you want to do. The most important thing is you're together and no one's bothering you. And so what I tell couples is no matter where you choose, no matter where you land on one, no matter where you land on two, and no matter where you land on three, the two of you together, putting the phone away is the best way to start your marriage together or even best way to reconnect on some of these trips. Listen, don't underestimate time away for an anniversary trip or just a birthday trip, just a couple's trip and get away from technology, 
and enjoy one another. Now, once you get through these main three things, then obviously more and more questions come to the surface, but we can start here and begin planning and begin preparing for what the honeymoon looks like. Now, if you're going on your honeymoon or you know someone that is, and they're going to a country like the Dominican Republic or Mexico or Jamaica, listen, I've got a travel document that I'd be glad to send people that kind of outlines what it looks like to get to land at the airport, to get through customs, to get your baggage, how you get to the resort and some tips and tricks of the trade, because that, that comes part two. But the first step is figuring out where you want to go. Now, this couple I just met with, they, they were planning on going on this long trip starting several days after their wedding, and they were really planning their honeymoon around someone else's wedding. And, and thankfully, through some conversation, man, they've decided to go on a journey where they just want to go. The two of them, we set their budget, we set their goals of where they want to go, we set a plan for how we're going to attack plane flight, how we're going to buy the resort, and continue to watch the price and things. Listen, this is not rocket science. And I'd be glad to help. Hopefully this episode kind of helps you think through what are the questions that need to be answered. At the end of the day, man, it is awesome to be gone with your spouse on a honeymoon and enjoying stress-free life, but also coming back and realizing that you're not having to pay off what you just paid for. And so dealing within a budget, figuring out where you want to go and how long you can be gone for, and then coming back. Hopefully this episode has been helpful for you to process through what are the things that need to be answered and dealt with when it comes to travel planning and specifically honeymoon planning. Like I said, there's other things to think about, but those come after the fact. You got to nail these down, make a plan and work the plan. And friends, I'm telling you, it is wonderful to experience traveling with someone you love someone you care about. And so get the details done and kick off your marriage the right way with an incredible trip, an incredible honeymoon, just the way you want it. Until next time, friends, this has been Nisa's Nugs, episode 22.